This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only King. Why you have to be mad? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, as they say. Wow, the kids, are they saying Friday? I certainly hope not. I hope they're saying hippie, hippie Friday. <laughs> A uh, little little reference to everyone's favorite Christmas movie. Just kidding, I'm not that person. Wait, what Christmas movie are you talking about? You know, it's like that really annoying tweet that like goes around every um, every Christmas where it's like, Die Hard is actually my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that shit. I, I haven't even ever seen that, I think, all the way through. It's not that good. Do you like any Christmas movies? So, uh, like, the movies that I saw as a child were heavily influenced by what my mom liked, and mm-hmm. she hated Christmas movies. And she also hated movies with a lot of singing. So, like, I haven't seen most musicals, many Disney movies, because she's like, this wow. shit's boring. And you know what? She's right. There shouldn't <laughs> be singing in movies. I don't agree with that at all. Not about that lifestyle. Oh, I like Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think that counts as a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's about, about Christmas. What's a Christmas movie that I can... The Polar Express. <laughs> I love The Polar Express. The Polar Express is for perverts. <laughs> How, can we stop talking about Christmas movies? How are you? I'm fine. It's a Friday night. I'm sorry we're talking about Christmas. It's it's because I'm sitting next to the enormous Christmas tree that I accidentally bought this year. I'm living in a larger house than I was last year. And I'm also living... Cool flex. I'm living, <laughs> I'm living with two dudes. It sounds like you just got called up to the NHL. <laughs> yeah, I'm you know, sure. I'm, in a, I'm in a bigger place than I was. Uh, I'm, I'm staying with a couple of rookies. I don't know whether any of these things are correlated to the fact that we went to Home Depot to get a Christmas tree two nights ago. And I was like, let's get a little tree. Like, Let's just get like a five foot tree. And somehow we've ended up with like a seven foot tree that I swear to God is about 10 feet in diameter. Well, I love you and your thick tree. Thank you. <laughs> I do not decorate for Christmas because I am not an imperialist. And also I hate uh, seasonal decorating. Well, actually. also you go home for Christmas. I'll be here. You are home. You have always lived in the district. <laughs> I will never leave. I like recording on Fridays because I feel like I'm quippier. I got my radio voice on. I got my quips. You've had a full week to like really work up to this. Well, I mean, speaking of going home for the holidays, speaking of... Ooh. Bun B, that's Texas, baby. Uh, how are the Dallas Stars this week, Christina? Uh, well, pretty quiet week? You know who else is witty? Been been quoted as uh, other players and coaches saying he's witty is the new 
head coach of the Dallas Stars, Rick Brandt Bonus. spanking new. Brandt spanking new, yeah. Um, interim, interim coach, I believe, is what coach. they tell you to make you feel better. Yeah. Big week if you're a fan of drama. If you're a fan of uh, mystery, not a great week if you're a fan of the Dallas Stars. Uh, so can't tell days anymore. Was it on Wednesday? Tuesday? So uh, we all basically woke up to the news that Jim Montgomery, who had been the head coach of the Dallas Stars for the last 18 months, was uh, fired. Mm-hmm. And not only was he fired, he was fired for quote unquote unprofessional conduct. So this is spicy for several reasons. Uh, this was timed right after the NHL Board of Governors met with Gary Bettman. Literally 12 hours after Gary Bettman presented his four-point plan to... Um, end racism. Get, end racism. <laughs> Gary Bettman uh, put forth his reconstruction plan. Gary Bettman has a dream. <laughs> And part of part of the meeting was uh, Gary Bettman uh, essentially rolling out the red phone mm-hmm. to tattle to Big Daddy Gary if you feel like that your coach has been mean to you. I love thinking that this just connects to like his home landline. Yes, your call goes through and it's just Gary Bettman's voicemail, and he's like, "Leave me a message. I'll get back to you." What I think it is. Did you ever watch uh, the Powerpuff Girls? Yeah, it's like the phone that goes to the mayor's office. <laughs> Wait, and like Gary Bettman's the mayor. Who's who's uh, Sarah Bellum, his sexy secretary? Did he have a sexy secretary? Yes. That cartoon was way too sexy. I'm sorry. Not to be like a trad wife about this, but Powerpuff Girls was too sexy. <laughs> All of the shows that were on Cartoon Network when you and I were watching it were fucked up. Yeah. That show was fucked up. Courage the Cowardly Dog continues to give me nightmares. Cat Dog, where they're joined together. I did not like Courage the Cowardly Dog because it was so fucked up. Like, I was was like, this show makes me viscerally uncomfortable. I can't watch it. See, and I was like, this show makes me viscerally uncomfortable. I cannot stop watching it. <laughs> that is the central divide in our personalities. Anyway. So Gary Bettman presents this plan to the NHL Board of Governors. The meeting was on Tuesday. Wednesday morning, we woke up and Jim Montgomery had been fired for unprofessional conduct. Basically, it was like Jim Montgomery found dead in Miami. Found dead in Winnipeg. Found dead in Winnipeg. Winnipeg City. <laughs> Rumors began like flying immediately just because of how this was timed. Yeah. You know, you have the, the Board of Governors saying we're going to start cracking down on coach misconduct. And then you immediately fire your coach with no statement about what The happened. timing is so bad that the stars within an hour had to come out and be like, no, 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 he didn't say the N-word. Like, he didn't say the N-word. We're not going to tell you what it was, but we will tell you that he didn't say slurs. <laughs> well, no, they said, okay, so this was so fast that not only did they roll this out the worst way possible, but the players didn't know. So to fix their fuck up for how they rolled it out where they're like unprofessional conduct, no further time, like no further comment at this time. They then went live on Instagram. Where else are you going to put your press conference? Right. They went live on Twitter like they're apologizing for putting lead in their makeup line. But also still couldn't say what had happened. They were just ruling out things that didn't happen. The best part was, is I immediately clicked on the press conference because like whenever you follow someone and they go live, it pops up on your phone. So I I clicked on it. And then whenever you join those things, it says like who else is joining too. Yeah. And like, as I joined, it was like Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan has joined the chat. Yeah. Jamie Benn. And I was just like, holy shit, they have no idea what's going on either. They're watching the fucking Twitter press conference. 
the press conference was just like Audrey said. It was like, well, it's it's honestly like a logic game. And this is why I think I'm obsessed with it. So he didn't do anything illegal. You're just running down the list of possible crimes and like ruling them out one by one. It's incredibly stupid because it just makes people talk about it more and speculate about it more. And I get that if it's something that's really sensitive and if it's something that like affects his family, because he does, this guy has four kids under the age of 10, I think. So there's there's a lot going on here for whatever it is. And from, from I think, what we've heard this week and from the sense that it were, we've gotten from the organization itself, mm-hmm. it does seem like it's more of a personal matter than it is, than it is anything that was against the law. Right. So they came out and said, like, it was nothing. There was there was no harassment. It had nothing to do with anybody on the team. Uh, there was no, um, there was nothing that they could, like, nothing prosecutable. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of confusion. And I mean, so I, whenever I was reading about this, apparently there was a situation a long time ago where a Rangers head coach left and under the same, kind of the same circumstances, and no one found out why. I don't think that that's going to happen here. No. Because someone's going to find out. And I read some stuff on Reddit just to see, like, I know. You're a freak for the Dallas Stars. I am such that's a- That's how no. you know it. That's, that's when you know you go to uh, our Dallas Stars yeah. and you're a real pervert. It, it, the rumors range from everything from, like, he groped an ice girl, which I don't think he did. But what I think it is, I'm convinced, is that he was betting in Winnipeg, in Peg City, Peg City took him down. I think he bet on his own team okay. at like a at a casino there, and that's too close to price fixing. And that's because I was just trying to think. I'm like, what would get you kicked out that fast? Well, did the Stars at least win that game? They did. <laughs> All right, and I dab on it them. was worth it. <laughs> was it worth it, Jimmy? Was it worth it? But what's interesting is. NHL coaches, there was about 20 of them, and we don't get any more. Uh-uh. It's like a not, it's a non-renewable resource. We're stuck with these guys. Only 20 of them hatch per millennium, and we just have to keep passing them around. They're like dragons. The question becomes, why we have to find out is because he's a good coach, and someone's going to want him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, unless he really, unless he murdered someone in Peg City, like, he'll probably Which work is again. not illegal. If it's murder and it happens in Canada... <laughs> It's not against the law. <laughs> How do you think Blake Wheeler like gets giggles off these days? So I will be breathlessly keeping up with this, but he was not the only coach that uh, departed departed our fair shores. This our week. show's war against the San Jose Sharks goes on. And folks, we're winning. We are winning. It's a war of attrition and we got lots of attrition. <laughs> Peter DeBoer was fired also this week. I think what, on Thursday? So this mm-hmm. makes him now the fifth coach to lose their job already this season. And I think that was all five in the last like month. So this is, again, because of the timing surrounding this, when San Jose announced that they had let him go, they had to specify that it was a hockey-related reason, not because he was doing crimes. Again, he did not say the N-word. He didn't say it. <laughs> It's such a great league where we have to specify that. Yeah, awesome stuff. Okay, we're actually just firing him because he sucks. Yeah, the team sucks. They're not winning, you know, normal reasons. He did not touch anybody. It's like, what a world. I'm not happy that, like, this is, like, what it's what it's come to. I'm glad that it's happening. I'm having a great time. So this is great because, I mean, if you look at their roster, the Sharks should be tearing it the fuck up in the Pacific 
and they they're suck last ass. in the Pacific right now, right? Yeah, they suck absolute ass. It's and awesome. It's awesome, and that's the fault of. I mean, you could largely put it on one man. <laughs> no, uh, don't do my man no, Martin no, Jones like this. Martin Jones, don't NHL third star of the third week. Third star of the week, baby. <laughs> they're just. They don't have the uh, the offensive firepower to make up for their just gaping hole in the back. I mean, so nice. uh, I think <laughs> eh, I didn't even realize I was doing. Uh, so charting hockey, I think is, is at charting hockey, and he had oh, like Sean a, Tierney. Sean Tierney had like a a graph. There was white, and there were points on it, mm-hmm. and I looked at it. And uh, the pair of Dell, Aaron Dell, and Martin Jones was so far below every other pair. I was like. Oh, and I think Arundel plays like five games a year. Yeah, it's all Martin. All go- I'm all sorry. Garfield. I'm sorry, buddy. So yeah, this is the second straight season that they've had Martin Jones and Arundel as their fully tandem. They have combined for the lowest even strength save percentage in the entire league. It's like a point eight seven. Uh, and the team as a whole, their uh, goals against average is 29th overall in the league. I think the only teams worse than them are the Red Wings and maybe the Devils or something. Yeah. it's Or maybe the Ducks. The Ducks, yeah. It's not good. And... <laughs> You know, firing DeBoer is something that I would have done last season whenever, so whenever I was going, whenever I was just feeling full body bliss, mm-hmm. I just walked out of therapy and then I see a notification from my NHL app saying that Peter DeBoer has been fired. Mm-hmm. I I had a full body orgasm <laughs> and then I quickly searched uh, at Fluzy Esquire, Peter DeBoer. Some absolute bangers. Some absolute bangers in there. I I really look like I'm about to like go after that man. But, I'm not. <laughs> but wow, I need to stop. <laughs> there was this great quote from DeVore during their playoff run last year where he was like, Well, you know, Martin Jones may not have a great save percentage, but he's got a hundred percent of my confidence or something like that. Right. Or what he's he's got a one percentage in my confidence for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's actually when you should have fired him. Because yes. if a coach is saying that, that means he's got something wrong in there and the the weird thing is that kind of like uh jim montgomery peter DeBoer has a really good record as a coach mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that this is happening i think part of what's going on here is that they have a lot of players right now who are underperforming seriously they're not meeting expectations i mean eric carlson is great but the real issue to me is is that it's really hard to upgrade in the net if you don't draft it or you can't pay for it which they can't that's the thing and like in terms of defense, Brent Burns is really struggling. Joe mm-hmm. Thornton still hasn't scored this year. He's still looking for his first goal. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they traded Joe Pavelski away. There's a lot of on-ice stuff. It's been completely different. This is so great because this also is just another way that I've cursed the Sharks. I took you took their, their captain. You took their father figure away. And now he's like tearing it up. He's doing really well on the on, on the stars. I even kind of like him. How long is his con- He has what? A one-year contract? No, seven. Oh, no. Cor- you know, I'm thinking about Corey Perry. Corey Perry! Corey Perry, elderly king. With his like tiny, tiny, tiny contract and tons of bonuses. that I think He's, he's just happy to be here, baby. I mean, no, he's not. My mythology around Corey Perry is that he's doing this because he has a debt to pay. <laughs> and he better get those fucking performance bonuses. Is this what you do with your team too, where you make these like weird meta narratives about their personalities that aren't true? 
No, because the caps are just like so perpetually horny for each other in a way that's just sometimes inappropriate that I don't have to do that for them. They're just constantly injuring themselves by like hugging each other too hard at practice. Like, what am I supposed to add to that? You don't need to do erotic friend fiction. No. They're just doing it. So, Audrey, you know what month it is? It's December, or so I've been told. So we've both been told, and uh, I have been told that it's December because all of our beautiful boys, they're looking a little bit bearer of face. Thank God. November has ended. It's for a really great cause. It's for a really great cause. Some of the process to getting there is so painful. I would say that it brings out the best and the worst in so many people. We really saw some great stashes. Maybe you were taking part in a little Movember celebration of your own and are looking at your face and thinking that you got to take it this off. This was a poor choice. Yeah, aesthetically. And if you want to do this in the least painless and uh, most aesthetically attractive way possible, I got to recommend using Harry's razors. Great gift. Exactly. If you're going home for Christmas and you have that one nephew who's just always has that little fuzz on his face. Get it off there, dude. Like you have a father. Someone should teach you how to do this. Get him a Harry's Razors kit. Holiday sets start at just 20 bucks. Also, if you are a listener to this show, you can get $5 off any Harry's shave set when you go to harrys.com slash blue wire, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. They have shaving sets for like any price point. So $5 off is a great deal. It's a great deal for you because you probably get to look at less not great facial hair in your life, but also you get blade refills for as low as $2 each. If you're anyone who's shaving, you're gonna save a lot of money over time because you're not gonna be buying new packs of razors every month. And every single Harry's shaving set comes with a weighted handle. You can engrave it. Ooh, whatever you want. Big Papa on your razor. Every razor cartridge has five blades. That's so many blades. That's way more than one. There's a travel cover to protect your blades. And it comes in a pretty holiday box. You also get a really nice foaming shave gel. I live with dudes now, so I'm learning about the world of shaving in a whole new light. They both use Harry's shaving cream and it smells amazing. So free shipping ends on December 16th. So act now to get your razors for yourself or as a present. By going to harrys.com slash blue wire shave your face the nhl board of governors meeting uh happened at the beginning of this week a side note really that i've been thinking about is that i cannot think of a more boring event to have to cover as a sports reporter than going (laughs) you're like going to like a pta meeting like pierre lebron is just sitting in the back of a conference room if i were him i would be getting blasted (laughs) But okay, so I read that article that he wrote about the very boring meeting, mm-hmm. and it was boring, except for this one quote from like a unnamed Eastern Conference governor, and they were talking about what's acceptable, what's acceptable coach behavior, mm-hmm. like how much can you touch the boys? Yeah. And he was saying, how do you draw that line between motivational coaching and personal abuse? <laughs> you have to be careful because I think you run the danger of diluting the real abuse or minimizing the real abuse. Oh my God. And then I don't think the league has any place in telling coaches how how to coach. Oh, I do, however, no. think there are lines that can be crossed that are racially, sexually, gender based. I think there are lines that can be crossed in those directions. But I don't think we've reached the point yet where you're not allowed to yell at a player. People are obsessed with saying the phrase lines to be crossed this week. We need to eliminate that turn of phrase. 
What's so interesting to me about it is that everything is phrased in like, well, these kids aren't used to being yelled at. Like they're- They're millennials. They need to toughen up. But there is a little bit of that, I think. There's a little bit of, it's a very classic like (laughs) boomer trope Mm -hmm. where it's like, these kids aren't tough enough. They need to toughen up. And the way that they're going to do that is through tough love and me screaming at them and kicking them in the back of the head on the bench. Well, of course, but I'm I'm talking about more of this just complete erasure of why that behavior isn't acceptable. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, things just changed. Mm-hmm. And there's no sort of discussion of like, they changed because it's bad to abuse your players. No, it's, it's they just changed because the players got more sensitive. Yeah, or just, or, or not even pinpointing it to that. It's just devoid of context. And no, it's, it's bizarre. So stupid. It's because nobody wants to pin blame on anybody. Nobody wants to admit that they may have done something that is not okay in the past because they don't want to get in trouble. They're afraid of getting canceled. What it comes down to is if you're a coach and you are making somebody physically uncomfortable, like that's not okay. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like I have dealt with abusive coaches and I'm like 27 years old. I don't have nightmares about like tests. I have nightmares about my high school dance team coach screaming at me. Yeah. That's not to make you feel sorry for me, but she didn't even hit me. She was just really fucking mean to me. I can't imagine playing on the AHL and having some dude kick you in the back. What kind of scars must that leave you with? And what does that turn you into? Well, also, there's just no, there's no point to it. I understand Mm -hmm. that there's discourse around what you can and can't say to players to motivate them, but there's nothing defensible about physically putting your hands on another person because there's Mm -hmm. no way that that's going to... To help them play better. It doesn't make sense to me. I agree that sometimes you got to yell at people. Like I yell. I love to yell at people. But I do think that if you're doing something like Babcock did to Marner, where you're undermining his... His standing with the rest of the team. Yeah. Or like you're you're doing fucking mind games with them. I don't see how that's helpful for anybody. No. That points to a larger like, you didn't learn this all by yourself. This technique Mm -hmm. was passed down to you in some form or another through other coaches or other people that you developed as a coach around. Like, this is not a new idea. This is not the first time somebody has done that. Somebody taught you that. And that's what the problem is. And with the way that coaching works in this whole system, it's so hard to get new faces in there because, again, we only get those 20 that are unearthed. Allowed uh, it. A millennia ago. Yeah. So we have to, like, wait until the Transformers meteorite hits us and we get more coaches. Or we find some new people and shake it up a little bit. So I hope that we don't have to wait for meteorite. The Wings won a game. The streak is broken for at least a game. Thank Christ that Misery Business is not sponsored by the Red Wings for at least one day. Thank you, God. Okay, so also we got a text related to this that I will just read here. I only got into hockey recently, but how has Jeff Blaschel not been fired yet? Certainly he's the next to go. Yeah, uh, he ha- I, he's, he's going to get fired. Here's the thing. I don't think he's going to get fired because they won a game. One game. They won one game. And sometimes one game is all you need. As the Chicago Blackhawks say, believe in one goal. Thank you. 
that has not helped them very much, but maybe it'll help Detroit. So here's what's up in Detroit. This is sad. Like, it's very sad to me just because I love their branding and I would love for them to be good. So I have a reason to buy uh, their jersey. So they have a minus 56 goal differential. So in their, that means they're really bad. They're on pace to be like a minus hundred something. Very, I don't think that's very good. That sounds bad. <laughs> so like that will put them in the bottom 10 finishes ever. Oh, cool. They've allowed five or more in half of their games. Well, at least they're entertaining. <laughs> we love a high scoring game. I bet it's so fun to go to Pizza Pizza Arena right now. So they did, they won 5-2 over Christina's Winnipeg Jets last night and this snapped their 12 game losing streak if they had lost the 13th game right before friday the 13th i think dylan larkin would have grown bat wings and flown himself into the sun no what they would have done is they would have just like gotten little comrie and they would have slit his throat no! like, oh, oh, we need a sacrifice something's not working <laughs> But actually, they did kind of sacrifice him. So they they called up Comrie. No, they traded for him from the Coyotes. Because he got waved by the Jets. And then, yeah, he he ended up there. And wow, they really sacrificed him. What a journey. I think he got three goals, scored him on two minutes. That's the tough love that you should be letting your players experience. Losing. (laughs) Suffering. So on Thursday, this was a very, like, Wings win in that it was very ugly and also (laughs) weird. It's my favorite. Robbie Fabry, the Robbie Fabry redemption arc, continues. He scored two of their five goals, and both of them went in off of Neil Pionk's body. Like, he bounced the puck off of this poor Jets defenseman who got traded from (laughs) this child who got traded from the Rangers over the summer, who's just having, he's having a rough time. He is. It was not Neil Pionk's night. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time twice. And uh, Robbie Fabry took advantage of that. (laughs) Sorry. More like Neil Plong, right? (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Also for the Red Wings, like, Anthony Mantha is out right now underrated handsome anthony mantha he's injured if you remember started off the season with a hot streak like none other and everybody was like wow the wings maybe they're gonna do something yeah many moons ago and then anthony mantha left us (laughs) anthony mantha walked with god and was not seen (laughs) uh dylan larkin was also i think he was sick last week dylan larkin is actually the shadow reason why i think they're they're shit in the bed this year he had like a really great season last year Mm -hmm. and they paid him based on that season and he's he's on pace to be like half he's crazy underperforming yeah and that's a bummer i mean that must be so much pressure on one person too He's a great player. I'm wondering if when he went to Worlds after the season ended, he got injured at Worlds. And I'm kind of wondering if that injury has anything to do with the way that he's started off this season. I don't know. That's pure speculation from me. Now that you're asking that, I'm like, why does anyone go to Worlds? It doesn't fucking count. Because it's fun. You get to do coke with your friends. (laughs) Wow, okay, I would like to go to Worlds. (laughs) Have you not seen those iconic pictures of Jack Eichel and Noah Hannafin, like, wandering outside of the Slovakian club at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning? Didn't they have, like, a threesome? Uh, I I don't think we can either confirm nor deny that. I think that's just a a rumor. I wasn't there, personally. Shall I read the next text? Yes, ma'am. 
Hello, it's Kat from New Jersey. I'm unfortunately a Devils fan and they kind of suck. Why do you guys think they suck so badly and how would you make them suck less? All right. Well, I'd like to hear your answer on this. So I saw them play Nashville last weekend and it's really something to see like not on television. I was excited to see Taylor Hall. He's playing like he's like he's very slow, like he didn't want to be there and he just knows he's going to get traded. I don't know what their goalie situation is, but it's terrible. I was pretty drunk at that point, but I just don't understand how you can have the talent they have and not be able to figure it out. And now I think Hall's gone. I think they're going to trade him for a rental. I am not sold on the Taylor Hall trade situation. Okay, riddle me that, bitch. And here's why. While I think that probably they should trade him, it's going to be really risky looking at it from another team perspective. Because if you're another team and you're coming and saying, okay, yes, we would like to put a lot of eggs in one basket and bet them on Taylor Hall. Mm -hmm. You are coming off his performance this season, which has been good so far, but then he was injured for most of last season. Like he's just had terrible luck health-wise and Mm -hmm. his contract is expiring at the end of the year. So whoever signs him now, if he gets traded, is then going to have to worry about immediately re-signing him in the offseason. It's like a Matt Duchesne situation from last year. And so what people have assumed so far is that He's not going to re-sign to a new team during the season. He's going to wait until the end of the season and whether or not a team makes the playoffs before he decides to stay. The only way he's going to go to another team is if he sees that the new team is like a lock for the Stanley Cup. That's why yeah. I think there have been so many rumors about the Avs as somebody who would who would trade for him. But again, it's it's risking a lot for that other team. Yeah, because for some reason, I had it in my head that Taylor Hall was like 22 years old. He's older than me. I know. He's older than I am, Whoa. I think, actually. I know. That's like... Ancient. <laughs> as you know, like, I'm 40 years older than Audrey. <laughs> and so if he's older than... He's like 80 years old, dude. No, he's 20. I thought he was young. I didn't realize how old he was. And here's the thing. If, like, Matt Duchesne can, like, find a place, or Mark Stone can find a place as a rental, then I think that that is sort of the situation that I see. But also then it comes down to how much money are these teams willing to spend? And what I think is really funny is that you have this differential between teams like the Colorado Avalanche, who are Mm -hmm. 100% a lock for the playoffs. People are starting to talk about, like, I think they have the third highest chance of winning the Stanley Cup in the league right now. But then you have teams like the Coyotes, who are also starting to be in the mix for uh, trying to talk about Taylor Hall a little bit, who just have a lot of money and they're like, fuck it, we ball. Who knows what's going to happen? Taylor Hall? Phil Kessel? Sure. But like, That's if weird. you want to come hang out by the pool all year round and you want a lot of money, try us out for six months. Jason Demers? He'll make you a nice mix. Uh, that's not interference. That Taylor Hall playlist was bad, dude. I'm worried about him. <laughs> He's not okay. I'm constantly just like, where do they find this shit? I just don't know how like these boys listen to music because it all just sounds like it's made on answering machines. I think it was the NHLPA published like Taylor Hall's pregame playlist. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's uh, 75% EDM and the other 25% is like country pop. Florida Georgia line. And I'm like, wow, this this man just got one brain cell. Help him. So I'm sorry that you're a Devils fan. I was on the record as being super psyched for the Devils this year. I was like, Stanley Cup contenders. First episode this season, I said they were going to win the Stanley Cup. 
It's just because I wanted I wanted so bad for PK, man. I really do. He is another person that I think might, if Taylor doesn't get yeeted, then he might eat, get yeeted because he's expensive. I'll take him. You'll take him? Yeah. You'll take him to your farm for uh, oversized defenseman? <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddies. So I'm pulling up the latest episode, and there's my cute little hockey girls on the podcast logo. And I'm like, hey, Christina. Hey, Audrey. And then I was like, oh. It's like the C and the A from the captain and the alternate on a hockey jersey. That's pretty cool. And then I was like, oh, shit. Because if it's the captain and the alternate, I think that Audrey is probably the captain. No offense, Christina, but it sounds like maybe Audrey does a little bit more of the podcasting work. So needless to say, I'm pretty shook because I don't know who's which one on the logo. Uh, So any clarification on this matter would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Thanks. I love the podcast. Christina's really upset about this. She's been mad about this all day. Yeah, Audrey put this, the text of this call on our little Trello board. And I was like, okay, first of all, who the fuck is this? I was like, so you know when you get these um, numbers, does a a number come Mm -hmm. with them? No, totally anonymous. Yeah, so uh, you better be glad because I'd be finding you. I mean, like, I'm not insulted that you think Audrey... I think we should just both, we were both be the captains. Are there teams with two captains? No. Well, to be fair then, we're both alternate captains. Here's the thing. None of this matters anyway, because we have a new logo now. So. That's true. It was for Christina and Audrey, though. I will read this next text. As a backstory, when Christina tweeted at people asking them to call in this week, she said, which coach is going to get Agatha Christie next or whatever. Yeah. So this text says, in and then there were none. That's like the nice way to say like 10 little Indians. Oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) Sorry. I I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, some people didn't know. Yeah. Me. The sixth person to die was the judge faking his own death because he orchestrated all the murders. Okay, spoiler alert, first of all. (laughs) Sorry. There have been five coaches fired this NHL season. So according to the Agatha Christie theory, the next coach fired is the guy who's secretly been helping the players get all the coaches fired. Who would do such a lawful good thing and also be incompetent enough on the ice to get himself fired next to avoid suspicion? I have no theories because I don't know any of these people's names. That's what I listen to the Puck Bunnies to learn. Well, you got to listen to a new podcast (laughs) first uh, because I don't really know most of their names either. I have one theory. I think it could be Bruce Boudreaux from The Wild. Yes, because he's so crazy. Well, also, he's just famously a very pleasant person. Uh Uh-huh. Little to no suspicion. He's very well liked, but also the Minnesota Wild are not good. So it would be passable if he got fired. You know, I like that, but they had all that drama with their um, front office. I feel like it might be um, Paul Maurice. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I find him very weird. This is just because I watched too much Jets footage. But uh, he also just seems like someone who could pull it off. Like he seems kind of smart. And also the Jets could very easily hit a skid. They could start losing and he could get fired pretty easily, I think. Maybe if they exit the playoffs really fast again this year. I will say, as a reminder, only four coaches have been fired technically this season because the Flames coach quote unquote resigned. I love to resign. So that I can't get fired. <laughs> Hi, bunnies. This is Joanna again. Um, so this call is about Andrew Burakovsky, and I'm going to try to be as normal as possible during this. Um, 
So I think much like Audrey last season, I spent a lot of time stressing about Andre's future in Washington and with the Caps and just being sad about, you know, it wasn't a great season for him. And then that kind of like peaked with him getting traded to the Avs on uh, my 24th birthday. Um, that was quite the present. Um, and now he's like doing great and he's already like 12 goals. It's just like his season high with the Capitals ever. I'm only halfway into the season. So I'm really like happy for him and I love the Avs now. So I'm kind of curious, like, Andre, I know you were stressing a lot about it. Are you happy with the abs and Andre's performance with them? Um, yeah, so that's all I want to talk about. Uh, love you. Bye. Infant baby boy, who I watched grow up from a small child into just the blossoming left winger he is today. No, actually, we are the exact same age, so that didn't did happen. But did feel like he, he grew up, though. He has, a, like, a jawline now, which is disturbing. Yeah, cut that out. I'm so proud of Andre Burakovsky. I'm so happy for him. He's been playing, alternating between, like, the second and the first line for the Avs right now. Part of that is because, you know, they've had some injuries. But he's either been playing with Nazem Kadri or he's been playing with, like, Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog. So you really can't lose. And apparently, I read this really sweet feature on him way back at the beginning of the season where they were talking about his relationship with Nathan McKinnon and how after Burakovsky got traded over the summer, Nathan McKinnon, who's, like, a known hockey nerd, was, like, reading up on all his stats. Oh, my God. Before he got to Denver. And um, then coming into training camp, like sat down with him and gave him advice and told him what he thought he needed to work on. Um, and one of the things that McKinnon said that he needed to do more, he needed to shoot the puck more, like trust his instincts and shoot the puck more. And that's advice that I think he's been getting his entire career. Mm-hmm. Even with the caps, they were people were always like, why doesn't Andre shoot more? And it was I think it was because he just wasn't getting nice, enough ice time with the caps where he wasn't building that confidence and wasn't literally getting enough playing time to be able to trust those instincts in the moment and be able to capitalize on it. So um, I'm really, I'm really happy for him because that's what he wanted. Like he asked for a trade so that he would get more minutes and now he is and it's paying off. It's so funny to imagine Nathan McKinnon coming over to Andre to like tell him a bunch of nerdy stuff about his game. Yeah. And Andre being like, okay, yeah, where are the girls? The girls? The girls? I (laughs) I like the girls, please. Thank you for the hockey. (laughs) Last spring, I saw Andre Burakovsky in the wild for the first time. And it was at this very, very um, upscale bar in Georgetown. And he was just surrounded by like five blonde girls like five Swedish blonde women I assume one of them was like his sister-in-law or something but I was like this is exactly how I imagined this going that's all I want to be is I want to be in someone's like blonde garage you know I feel like that's a really good goal for me to have but it's nice he has friends I knew he was gonna do well out there when it was like training camp and he posted some picture of Instagram of himself posing bizarrely at like Red Rocks Amphitheater and just getting dragged by all of his new teammates in the comments. Yes, because he's he was like fully great. ankles out. He's gonna do great here. You know, he need, he was running with the dogs in, in Washington and he needed to run with some puppies. Yeah. Should I read the last text? Yes, ma'am. Go for it. Uh, sup, bunnies? In the spirit of canceling men, except for the baby boys on the ice, they can still be canceled.
let's cancel everyone and stealing the sport they love just wanted to share this video with you in case you haven't seen it yet it's from the katie nolan show you were you probably saw it if you listened to this all right so ladies uh, just one last thing what are we doing this week to ruin sports mm. for men sorry did you say ruin sports for men that's what we do mm-hmm. like i had heard that that's a thing that we do i just didn't know that we actually did it let me explain it is our only goal in life as women in sports is to take this thing that men have loved and destroy it piece mm-hmm. by piece can i ask like how how do we do it well in my case i host sports center every day in my case yeah sometimes when i'm on tv mm. i don't smile i talk about football never even played the game and i don't cook what will you do um uh so much uh oh i i wore a turtleneck on tv last week <laughs> they must have hated that they, they did they they hated it ah! one of us one of us one, one of us. us one of us oh my god one of us break it down one of us so my question is as women in sports oh my god are we women in sports god i hope not what do you do to destroy this thing men love? P.S. I already think you're doing a bomb-ass job of it. Keep up the good work. We're destroyed. I want nothing more than to ruin hockey for everyone, not just for men. Yeah, I want hockey to not exist. <laughs> it's actually very funny. I mean, I don't, I don't talk about my job on here, but my job is basically to just make something so good that I don't exist anymore. Yeah. And I would love to make hockey so shitty that no one's allowed to play it anymore so that these boys can be free. Free the Canadian boys from their billet families. <laughs> what have you been doing recently to ruin sports for men? Let me think. Oh, so I've noticed that like I have like a lot of earnest Canadian hockey, like older men followers now <laughs> who get who like don't seem to understand the style guide of my page. And they just get so mad at me. Yeah, they get so mad. And like, they're like yelling at me like, you idiot. No, what do you mean that Connor McDavid is literally dog shit? He's very good. (laughs) So like, I like to think that I'm destroying the sport for some people by introducing these backwater Saskatchewan dads to irony (laughs) for the first time. They're poor children. Right, it's like a small Not only small are you change. ruining it for them, but you're ruining it for the future generations because their their kids have to deal with this now. I'm infecting them. A lot of what I've been doing has been I uh, Katie Nolan in that video is like, "Oh, I wore a turtleneck on TV." Mm. A lot of what I've been doing is just dressing like a 12-year-old boy in 1995 for the last like 3 years of my life. Uh so mostly that. That's direct action and I love that. <laughs> And I've actually started doing that too. Audrey and I became such good friends that- You know that movie, uh, The Roommate <laughs> with- um... I'm gonna single white female <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. Well, okay. So like I have, I really liked Audrey's parka. And so I got one. The same one, same color. I know, but like I love green. And then you picked out those boots for me. So it's not like we have the same boots. Anyway, I wear them every day. And I think about Audrey when I wear Oh, that's nice. Christina, it's been a pleasure. Uh, there's no better way to spend a Friday night than talking to my best buddy who lives in Chicago for some stupid reason instead of down the street from me. 
Yeah, because then I have to live in D.C. Okay, that's true. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I really look forward to when we record on Fridays because it does feel like we're having like a little pre-sleepover. To continue the Christmas theme, I am going to finish this and then go bake for my office Christmas party. That's so fun. Very wholesome. Um, I am doing the opposite of that. So uh, I'm the friend who bails all the time. So like my really good friends have figured out that they have to have a secondary thing to get me to go out. So my friend Josh wanted me to come to a concert with him tonight. And to make sure that I went, he was like, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings first. And I was like, oh, oh, those are two things I like to do is I like to go to concerts for free and I like to eat wings. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I love that for you. I love that for you. If you guys have any questions or suggestions for next week's episode, you, as usual, can call in at 774-318-6952. Stop texting us pictures. How are we supposed to present those in an audio format? That's some feedback for you guys. Yeah, I'm going to one star you fuckers (laughs) and say, this is a podcast. We're not a TV show yet. If you can make that happen for us, let us know. Put us in touch with Katie Nolan. We'll put whatever pictures you want. We'll have the capability. We could. You can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod and on Instagram at PuckBunniesPod. Throw us some money at Patreon. You can find us there at patreon.com slash PuckBunnies. Please remember to rate and review us on platforms. It's so nice when you do that. It's so nice. I, like I said it before. I'm going to say it again. I look at them when I'm sad. And guys, I'm clinically depressed. So, so I look at them a lot. And I need you to keep them fresh. And I need you to keep them coming. <laughs> I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. This has been Puck Bunnies. Bye. See you guys Bye, next week. Bye,